Hi there and welcome to At Home with Lauren Keenan, your authority on home, lifestyle and interior design. Thanks to leading Sydney real estate agent Erkin Urson, who can help you find the right home for your family and your lifestyle. I'm interior stylist Lauren Keenan and with my partner Scott, we're the co-founders of my interior design and styling studio, Lauren Keenan Home. And we help people all over Australia create homes they love. And in this episode, we're helping you to make weeknights great again. And it's been such a weird year and everyone's routine has changed a lot, right? It sure has. And I think that feeling comfortable and happy at home really does go a long way to helping us cope with these challenges, big and small. So that's things like eating a yummy meal at a table that's been beautifully set and it's a great way to finish the day. So we'll get into my top tips for that shortly. Yeah, plus we're going to help you with some ideas for weekday meals. We're talking to someone that's worked under Chef Gordon Ramsay. They've been part of the MasterChef family and they're now helping us to eat healthy, amazing tasting and perfectly portioned meals at home. You know, meal kits in particular have been incredibly and increasingly popular both in the US and Europe. But the shift towards online grocery shopping is only just really starting in Australia. More and more people understand the value of uh, adapting to online grocery shopping and in the form of meal kits too. That's Olivia Andrews from Marley Spoon and we'll have more from her shortly as we help you to adapt to new ways of living and just making the most of your home for your family and for your lifestyle. Well, thanks for listening to At Home with Lauren Keenan, your authority on home, lifestyle and interior design. If you're new, welcome. Yes, welcome. Great to have you here. And if you're... If you're old, (laughs) well, welcome back. (laughs) And if you've been with us for a little while, you might have noticed something new about us this week. We do. We have a new visual identity, some new artwork for our podcast, which you might have noticed on whichever podcast app you're you're listening to this through. Check it out. So it's a nice, fresh design, quite bold. I'm really loving it. It says Lauren Keenan, nice and loudly. Can't miss me. And it says what we do, home, lifestyle and interior design. So that's exciting. And the other thing that Scott's very excited about, and I guarantee him people won't know what we're talking about, (laughs) is we have new podcast socks. Well... They're called pop filters. I called them socks because they sit over your microphone. And when like you a told sock. me that we were getting new podcast socks, I actually, <laughs> I actually did think you were talking about socks that had podcast mics or something on them. That's what I was envisaging. <laughs> or, or at home with Lauren Keenan branded socks. Yeah, now, that'd be look, cool. We can you know, do the podcast in the socks. I'm sure you, the listener, are very excited about the new podcast socks as well. But first up, let's get into some news with my latest home and lifestyle recommendations in the lovely list. Sounds good. Now, it's three things that you need to know about right now, and it's stuff that you're loving. What's number one in the lovely list this week? So the first one is a homewares retailer. You know I love sharing um, homewares retailers that are a little bit different to what we see in the shops regularly, and this one is called Atley Co. They're based down in Mornington in Victoria. So tick, first tick there, supporting uh, small businesses in Victoria who are all doing it tough right now. Absolutely. It's owned and run by Lisa and Terry, who are partners in business and in life, just like us. Yep. And look, their tagline for their business is Australian made pieces for everyday life. And I love that everything is Aussie made. It's so good. What what type of stuff? Well, look, their collection is exclusive to them. And remember what I was saying a few weeks ago about seeing the same stuff in multiple stores? Well, I love that that's not the case here. Everything is just exclusive to Atlico. They work with local artisan makers on ceramics, um, beautiful artworks, glassware. And they've also got some amazing Christmas pieces at the moment. Oh, very seasonal. Yeah, so they've got these really adorable, actually, tan leather Santa stockings, which you can pre-order just for the next week or 
so after this podcast goes live. So if you're interested in that kind of thing, we'll, we'll pop their Instagram handle in our show notes and you can check them out. What's number two on the lovely list this week? Well, number two is a new outdoor range from Caesar Stone, Ooh. which is a game changer, let me tell you. Because I don't know if you know this or not, but regular Caesar stone that you would use in inside your home, in your kitchen or in your bathroom is not actually rated. It has no warranty for use in outdoor applications. So a lot of people would love to use Caesar stone around, say, an outdoor kitchen or a barbecue area. Some people do do that and have no problems with it, but the issue is it's not actually rated for outdoor use until now. So Caesar Stone have just released a new outdoor product, which is UV resistant, which is the main issue with using Caesar Stone outside. They've got three colours, so it's quite a tight collection to begin with. One is kind of a marble look and two more concrete style finishes. I think this is going to go off in Australian backyards and outdoor areas. Well, who doesn't love a barbecue and an outdoor kitchen? They're becoming so much more prevalent in our homes and in the way that we live. It sounds like a great way to extend that indoor look into outdoors. Well, what I also love is that you don't just have to use it outdoors. So if you would like to use it inside as well, you can do that. And that is a way of getting that cohesion through your interior and exterior spaces. Fantastic. So check that out. Caesar Stone's new outdoor range, and we'll include some links to that in the show notes. Then number three, you're talking about a new direction for Freedom Furniture. Yeah, look, Freedom's been in business 40 years this year, and I think we've all shopped at Freedom at some point in our lives, would I be correct? Yes, 100%. And I still do get clients who name Freedom as one of their go-to places to shop for furniture. I I often say to people, where do you like to shop for your home? And, And quite often Freedom is on that list. But they're making big changes at Freedom. So they've changed their logo. They've changed their tagline. Which is? It's now Design Your World. Nice. (laughs) And they've also added a heap of new products with more to come, thankfully, because some of their product range was getting a little bit tired. So it's nice to see some fresh things coming through. But most importantly and interestingly to me is that they've committed to having a lot more Australian-made furniture and homewares, which is really great, I think. It's supporting our economy. It's supporting our local makers. The price point is a little bit higher, but I do think the quality of the pieces is better. And I'm kind of wondering how much of this is because of COVID. Is that what has brought this on because they've had trouble getting stock? From overseas. Yeah, Yeah. look, it could be. I know supply chains have been disrupted. We've talked about the long lead times designers and people buying furniture are having difficulty with. So I think that's definitely part of it. I think from a brand perspective, it helps to make them look good and more appealing as a, a retail destination. And also I think it's great for the local economy. It helps jobs. Freedom, the company, has had some difficult times lately. They've recently posted a loss, and I think they're looking for ways to demonstrate that they are a long-term proposition in Australia and that they are a place that they want people to come and shop at. Yeah, look, I've seen some of the new products on their website. I do have to pop into my local store and check them out in person. But from what I can see, there's some nice updates through there. So I'm interested to see if I can apply those to any of my client projects as well. Fantastic. Well, that's the lovely list. A new direction for Freedom Furniture, the Caesar Stone new outdoor range and Atlee Co. uh, in Mornington in Victoria. We'll have all of the links in the show notes and on our website at laurenkeenan.com.au where you can also sign up for the lovely list in your Inbox, which is a monthly curated list of home and lifestyle recommendations sent straight to you by email. Just do it. You won't regret it. I send some great stuff out. And there's more to come if you sign up at laurenkeenan.com.au. 
Now, I'm a firm believer that you should enjoy your dinner at the dining table, even if it's just a few nights a week. You can't be having TV dinners every night. No, it gets a bit sloppy after a while, doesn't it? (laughs) So I thought it might be helpful to talk about how you can go about creating a fun and sort of slightly special midweek dining experience at home. Yeah, it sounds good. And, And it's a great way to get the family together, to talk about the day. And if you can do it in a way that makes it a little bit more special, it's going to entice the family a little more to sit around together and and have that chat whilst you enjoy your meal. So I've got four main tips. Should I go through what they are? What do you got first? So the first one I think is turn the telly off and put some music on. Having the TV on is just a distraction and you end up looking at the television, not at each other. We've never been guilty of that. No, no, we never do that. (laughs) Um, And there are lots of great dinner music playlists that are available on Apple Music and Spotify. There's even some that are about a particular location. So given that we can't all travel at the moment, it might be fun to pick some like Italian dinner music or something from California, like some different places to help take you there as you're eating your dinner. So that's my first tip. Telly off, music on. My second tip is to set the table because I think it's a really big part of creating a fun vibe. And the most important tip I can give you when styling a table is to create layers. So start from the tabletop and work upwards. And I thought I might go through those layers right now. Before you get into that, how special are you thinking the weeknight table needs to look and needs to be? I'm not talking like a formal state dinner or anything, if that's what you're suggesting, but just going to a little bit of effort so you know you can feel that satisfaction when you sit down to enjoy your dinner. Perfect. So what are those layers? So the first thing I do would be to start with a tablecloth and all placemats, but preferably a tablecloth. I really like, um, there's some great versions out at the moment from L&M Home, from I Love Linen and from Kip & Co., You could go for a classic linen version and a nice grey or a dusty blue. It's really something that gets better with age and they do do tend to soften as you wash and wash and wash them over years. You'll have it for a really long time. So even though it does cost a little bit, you'll you'll have it forever. Or if you're after something with a bit more personality, check out Kip & Co. I love their night jungle tablecloth. I think it's a perfect look for summer as well. Fantastic. And then uh, next layer, I'm assuming placemats. What comes next? Yeah, so placemats, look for something that gives your table a bit of heat protection. So you don't want to be putting hot plates or serving dishes um, onto a thin tablecloth that might damage your timber table underneath. So look for something a little bit thicker. One style that I think is really great right now and that I've used for a couple of client projects recently is the Claro placemat from the Decor House. It comes in like 10 colors, so you can choose whatever works for your um, your style. And it's a really good size as well. So not only can you fit your plate, but you can also fit a glass on there too, as well as your cutlery. So moving on to our next layer, let's then talk about plates and glassware. There are some really gorgeous ceramics available these days that are quite special. You'll remember we talked about batch ceramics in a recent episode. Yes. So a brand like that, again, does cost a little bit more, but you're getting an heirloom type piece. So maybe you just buy your four dinner plates in in that brand and then you can accessorize with some um, more affordable options. But I would say if you have children or you live with someone who's a little bit heavy handed, I'm looking at you, kid. (laughs) (laughs) then maybe a more cost-effective option is better for you. So in that case, I'd take a look at places like Country Road, Robert Gordon, and even Kmart actually has a few good bits and pieces. Yeah, so are you saying to mix and match a little bit and find some different ceramics and different types of plates and crockery and pieces to kind of give you options? Exactly. And look, you can sort of mix and match a bit, like you said. And I just am a really firm believer that it doesn't have to be expensive to create a look and a really fun look. And we're just trying to make your weeknights that little bit more special. So um, just that little bit of effort goes a long way. 
The other trend um, that's still going really strong and it's very accessible and easy to style at home is coloured glassware. So instead of going for your typical clear glass, pick a coloured option that works in with your tablecloth that you might have chosen or your placemats. And there are lots of different styles that you can choose from depending on the look that you want to create. For example, if you want a more vintage vibe, then maybe opt for a pale pink or a green glass in like a goblet style. Or if you're more sort of contemporary coastal, then a simpler squat design in pale blue or amber will be your go-to. Yeah, I really like that amber look for glasses. There's just something mm. so cool and so retro about it. Something that throws back to, you know, 70s and 80s yeah. and to beer stubbies. Yeah. And that look, it just it does remind me of that. And I think when it's a little more elevated as nice glassware on a table, it still has that nice old school feel. Yeah, I love it. Where so, can you get stuff like that from? Well, you can get it from lots of places, but I've picked three that I think would be great for people to have a look at. So Temple and Webster has some great options. There's another brand called Maison Balzac, which also makes beautiful candles. So you can shop for candles while you're on there. And the third one is Casa e Cucina. That's my Italiano Accent, si, senor. Um, so there'd be three that I would check out for some coloured glassware. So we've got the basics down. We've got tablecloth, placemats, crockery, cutlery. Well, I think cutlery, you're, not, you're probably not going to go out and buy special cutlery for a midweek, you know, ramping up the dining table. So Agree. I think it's fine to use your existing cutlery, I think, in this instance. What are some other finishing touches that you can use to take it to that next level and really make it feel special? Well, there's a few things I'd mention. I think you're going to need some flowers or green life on the table, and that can just be a small vase. So you can still see across the table and see who you're dining with. You don't want to be obscuring their lovely face. With a $200 uh, yeah, floral arrangement. You know, you can get a cheap bunch of flowers. Um, if you buy them on a weekend, you'll be able to enjoy them all week. And often um, when I change the water, I'll just snip them down a bit. They'll end up being quite short at the perfect height for a dinner table. And but- ladies, this is where your hubby can step up or your partner. <laughs> Get some flowers. It's easily done and it's a nice way to impress. Secondly, using a couple of candles can really help set the mood. So tea lights work really well for a more casual vibe. And they're not scented too, which is good. No, that's important to mention. So go for any candle really, but it needs to be unscented because we don't want to take away from the delicious aromas that will be Yeah, confuse your palate. Uh, Exactly. So yeah, definitely stick to either unscented or just like a beeswax or something along those lines. And if you want to make um, it feel more glamorous, then go for some tapered or shaped candles. There are some really fun options out there at the moment. Again, Maison Balzac, which I mentioned about the glassware and Decor House about the placemats. They also have some really cool candles at the moment. And there's another place called Candle Kiosk that does these cool sort of pyramid shaped candles and they can look fun for a table setting as well. And so the fourth tip is really just to enjoy your meal. Take the time to enjoy eating your food at the lovely table setting that you've created. Be present. Be Be in the moment. Be in the moment. Be mindful. I think as well it's important to remember that once you've sort of got your little table styling kit together, once you've bought the tablecloth and the nice glassware, etc., it's going to be much easier to bring this look together whenever you want to. First time, obviously, you need to get a little bit organised and then after that, it's really just getting those little bits of flowers or green life to help bring it to life. A couple of new tea light candles and you're away. Exactly. Happy days. So that's the first part of making weeknights great again, helping you to create that perfect table setting for those midweek dinners and to help make them a little bit more enjoyable. And with your table setting all sorted, it of course helps to have a great meal to go with 
with it and we're going to get into that in a sec. But if you're thinking about buying or selling property, spring is usually the most popular time of the year to do it. And while coronavirus has changed so many things, the good news is that confidence has returned to the property market. So who do you trust to sell your property or find you the right home? Erkin Urson is a leading real estate agent in Sydney's inner city. His recent results are pretty amazing, but it's his service that sets him apart. We've known Erkin and his team for a while now. They're friendly and they care about connecting you with the right property. And what a time to do a day. The sun is out, the interest rates are low and stock is coming back into the market. So if you're ready to get into the market, contact Erkin Urson from Ray White, Erskineville and Surrey Hills, who you can trust to find the right property for your family and your lifestyle. Now, there's nothing like a good home-cooked meal, and I can definitely vouch for that. (laughs) But you don't always have the time to create something from scratch. And these days, there are some fantastic options for pre-prepared or pre-packed meals. That's right, when you don't really feel like hitting the supermarket to do the shopping and battle against the crowds, right? Yeah, it can be a punish, and if you're doing it every day and not organised, it can be a serious punish. (laughs) We've talked to Mike Eggert from Maryvale about some top-end options, but for some tasty, perfectly portioned meals that you can rely on, Marley Spoon is right up there. Yeah, we've been ordering meal kits from Marley Spoon a couple of days a week for around five years, and we're both busy people, and sometimes you know, it's a real struggle to come up with something different and interesting to cook quickly during the week that's enjoyable. I was just getting really sick of saying, what do you want for dinner tonight? And you'd say, I don't know. What do you want for dinner tonight? And I'd say, I don't know. I think a lot of couples uh, and families are in the same situation. And so Mm. that's partly why we're starting to see some of these food services and meal delivery kits doing so well. Yeah, it's really worked for us. And I think a lot of people are getting on the bandwagon during the pandemic with food delivery and just meal kits just booming. So we've got Marley Spoon co-founder Olivia Andrews on for a quick chat. She heads up a team of chefs tasting and perfecting recipes each week, which you can select from within their app and follow simple step-by-step guides to make the cooking experience easy along the way. It's important to say that this is not an ad. It's not, no. (laughs) Um, We are big fans, but um, we're not getting paid for this. We just thought it'd be interesting to have a chat with Olivia and find out a bit more about how it all works. So Olivia's worked in Gordon Ramsay's Michelin-starred restaurant, The Savoy Grill in London, and she's also worked across a range of TV shows and food magazines. She's an author and an ambassador for Nutrition Australia's Try for Five campaign, which encourages all of us to eat five serves of veggies a day. She really knows her stuff, so here's Lauren's chat with Olivia Andrews from Marley Spoon on At Home with Lauren Keenan. So food is something that brings everyone together, even in challenging times like we're all in now. I want to ask you about food delivery services like Marley Spoon and how they're helping people. But firstly, how are you and the team at Marley Spoon coping and how have you adapted to new ways of working during this situation that we're all in? Well, um, I mean, like everyone and a lot of businesses, we've had to adapt and and change quite a few things. Um, Luckily, a few, you know, a lot of the functions were able to shift online. Two of our facilities uh, still have people hand packing our boxes. So we had to ensure that safe working practices were, you know, adopted we haven't really stopped working. It's just a question of making it safe for everyone in the kitchen and then creating recipes from home and then still continuing to shoot 
just with strict restrictions in place. And what about your customers? Because they're all spending a lot more time at home as well. What sort of feedback have you been getting from existing customers and what's the uptake been like with new customers? The feedback's been incredibly positive. Um, There's been a significant uptake of new customers across the globe uh, for Marley Spoon and our second meal kit service, Dinnerly. I guess you could look at them in in two different groups. They're the group of customers that um, have been considering a meal kit service for quite some time. And so this was a real instigator for them to sign up. Um, We've also had a huge number of people that had never really considered a meal kit before or weren't really familiar with service. So um, they discovered us as an alternative to a traditional way of cooking. You know, everyone's situation is different, but the silver lining is that we're all in this together. It's been a really special time as well as difficult, I think. In the first quarter of 2020, Marley Spoon delivered 7.5 million meals and that was pre-coronavirus and that was already enormous growth. So I can only imagine what those numbers are looking like now. You guys must be just flat out. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, we had to employ, I think we employed around 150 new staff members in a matter of weeks. It was great that the business was booming and it was growing exponentially, but we also needed to make sure that the quality and the standard was still there and, you know, and everyone was able to, to get their boxes on time. And It always turns up on time. Been, I'm it's a regular, regular customer. <laughs> oh, are you? That's great. <laughs> I am, yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, you're in charge of developing the Marley Spoon recipes that we all cook each week at home. How exactly does that process work? What does your job entail? We've adapted the process slightly due to restrictions, but essentially we now have a really talented group of recipe writers. They essentially allocated recipes each week according to a very intricate matrix about what our customers like to cook, be it different cuisines, uh, healthy, family-friendly. We have a tasting and we have feedback and any troubleshooting and we cook it for photography. And then the recipes trickle down through our brilliant editing team and then um, onto recipe cards and into people's homes. And you've had um, quite a long and illustrious career in food. You started with a job in uh, Gordon Ramsay's kitchen in London. What can you tell me about your time in England and how it sort of kicked off your food journey? I actually completed my degree in um, social sciences and then I went traveling Mm -hmm. for a year through the Americas and landed in London like a lot of us have. (laughs) Yeah. Looking looking at jobs, where was I going to work, maybe in an embassy or something along those lines. I actually ended up in an investment bank but I couldn't really kind of turn my back on my desire to just explore the idea of food. I didn't necessarily want to be a chef, but I thought that if I'd at least have a, you know, have a bit of an insight into the industry that I would learn about other jobs that I didn't know existed. So I was working, you know, really long 17-hour days and I actually was introduced to a food editor who um, gave me some recipe testing to do and said, you don't need to be working these really long hours and uh, very kindly introduced me to an agent who then I managed to get a job on MasterChef Goes Large, the British version of MasterChef very different format. And then, um, yeah, worked in a number of different shows and TV commercials and then my visa ran out. So after almost three years, I had to come home to Australia. Were you ready to come home at that point? Everything was kind of taking off, but I think, you know, all all things happen for a reason. And so um, once I came home, I um, managed to get an interview for a job at Delicious Magazine, working with Mm -hmm. the brilliant Valley Little. Yeah, she really showed me the ropes. 
showing me that eating is with your eyes and not only about the recipe and the standard of the recipe. <laughs> eating with your eyes. So that's, you know, you, you want the food on your plate to look great as well because that sort of gives you a more positive experience when you're eating it. Is that what you mean by that? Yeah. So I think it's really important and I've taken, that's been an integral part of how I've approached the running of the culinary team at Marley Spoon. It's all about creating delicious food, but food that just jumps out at you and you just have to order off the screen. I think that's really important as well. So you were the assistant food editor at Delicious. And then when did Marley Spoon come into the frame and how did you get involved in bringing Marley Spoon to Australia? Um, after Delicious, I've um, gone between sort of TV magazines and cookbooks and then mm-hmm. back in 2015, um, our CEO, Rolf Weber, he approached me about this company called Marley Spoon that had been operating in, in Germany for a year. To be honest, I hadn't really heard of um, meal kits before, but once I did learn a bit more about them, I knew that I definitely wanted to be a part of it. So we had a series of meetings and the one that sealed the deal, I invited him over to my apartment and I cooked him a couple of dishes that I would put onto the menu for lunch. And what as was I on said, the menu? <laughs> I think I did a beef burrito bowl and I did Thai grilled chicken noodles, which has been an ongoing favorite for all these years. We launched in June of that year. There was about six of us. The first order we sent out was to 20 um, loved ones, family and friends, and we all packed the boxes together. We had a one ton trailer in our 300 square meter warehouse. And Mm -hmm. now just to give you a bit of perspective, we have grown to 500 employees. We very quickly outgrew that warehouse and moved to a space that was 10 times bigger and three of them. So um, wow, <laughs> it's been phenomenal. I actually have had two babies within the journey You've as had well. You've so, then, haven't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have. So I've come back from maternity leave and it's uh, just been crazy. I just every time I'm like, yeah, wow, it's just such a heartwarming feeling. I've just realized I think that uh, we've been early adopters in, in our household because I'm pretty sure we uh, got our first box in about July or August of 2015, so probably right when you kicked things off. And one of the things we love most is we've got to try so many different flavors and cuisines that we probably wouldn't have thought of to cook ourselves had we have gone shopping for the ingredients. Do you think travel is good inspiration for cooking at home, whether it's Marley Spoon or, or your own recipes, and what's your favorite type of cuisine? Yeah, we have a a really um, talented team of people that are very well traveled and lots of different experiences and um, have, you know, lived all over the world. So it's really important to us to be able to offer a really dynamic mix of global cuisines to our customers. Do you have a personal favorite type of cuisine that you like to cook and eat? Oh, it's a hard one. Um, it, It often depends on how I'm feeling, but I would definitely have to say um, all different types of Asian cuisines, particularly Chinese. I'm, I'm actually half Taiwanese, so I, I think it's a, a natural kind of <laughs> inclination to... Affinity with it, you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and yeah, I can't go very long without Asian food in my life. Well, we're lucky we uh, we have a lot of that available to us in Australia as well, which is awesome. Yeah, definitely. So let's talk Kitchen Basics. 
usually with the Marley spoon recipes, there's always a few pantry staples that you need, things like olive oil or white wine vinegar. I'm wondering what are the three ingredients, either fancy or simple, that you always like to have in your pantry at home? Mm, Okay, so my absolute must-have ingredient in the pantry in various forms is um, good quality salt. So different textures Mm -hmm. like flakes or fine, but all natural as opposed to the highly processed table stuff. Um, I've also been known to carry around a little salt pot in my handbag if I ever need a help with <laughs> a plate of bland food. A Does that get you strange looks at restaurants and stuff in people's houses? I just get it out and I just like, it's just a little tiny one. I was like, oh, you know, I don't want to offend anyone. So, yeah, I'm a bit of a thing there. You know, I need to bring out the, the flavours of the ingredients. So another one would be most definitely good quality Australian extra virgin olive oil. They go through bucket loads and um, I usually buy a three-litre tin, which makes it far more economical. Um, and I always need fresh herbs in my kitchen, usually homegrown, and that also includes spring onions. They're really easy to grow. You can buy a bunch from a shop, stick the roots into a pot or into the garden, and then soon enough they take quickly to the earth and you can just cut off what you need when you need it. So Amazing. I'll have to try that yeah. one. Marley Spoon's recently introduced a range of ready-to-eat meals. So what can you tell us about that? Because that's a little bit different from what you've been doing. Yeah, I'm very proud of our new range of ready-to-eat meals, which are some of Marley Spoon's top-rating favourites from over the years. But the most important part of it for me was to offer a selection of recipes to our customers that look feel and taste just like one of our recipes that you would cook at home. You know, we only use natural ingredients, of course, no hidden additives or preservatives. And when you would ordinarily order in at the end of the week, you know, we're often too tired to cook. You can just add these recipes to your box and it's just comforting to know exactly what you're getting as well. So when you're putting your box together for the week, you can have your um, meals that you're planning on cooking and then you can just tack these on the end for some convenience on the weekend or on a Friday night or something. Is that right? Yeah, exactly. I bet that's really popular, especially now during the pandemic. How do you think our eating habits are actually changing during this um, time period? I think a lot of the trends coming out of the pandemic have also um, have been growing for years, you know, especially overseas and it's just somewhat accelerated during this time you know meal kits in particular have been incredibly and increasingly popular both in the US and Europe but the shift towards online grocery shopping is um, in particular is only just really starting in Australia and we experienced this firsthand when we signed a strategic partnership with Woolworths last year Uh, Mm -hmm. they saw meal kits as a prominent player in the future of the industry and and wisely brought in before the sector really exploded. So now we're seeing more and more people understand the value of uh, adapting to online grocery shopping and in the form of meal kits too. Doing your groceries is a, it's a task, it's a chore and and to be able to organise your food week at home anytime you want through say the Marley Spoon app or your online shopping, it's just way more convenient than having to take yourself off to the supermarket and now you have to like wear a mask and you have to sign in in a lot of places. So there's less anxiety around just doing it at home and having it delivered, right? Yeah, so many, so many pluses indeed. And so we've all been spending more time at home and that's meant a lot more cooking. We've been batching meals and getting a bit more adventurous with baking. What have you been cooking at home? 
<laughs> I think uh, I think like um, a lot of other people, sourdough and anything that can have be you? made with have a started start, featured heavily in our kitchen. My husband and I, we actually had a sourdough starter off, like we call, I called it. Um, yeah. I won, if you could call it that. It was a pretty dismal <laughs> loaf. But then he persisted and I continue to win <laughs> with every loaf that he makes. He's become quite the expert. Um, but I've been experimenting um, with lots of different dishes, always squeezing in vegetables and sometimes unexpected places. On the weekend, I cooked up some cauliflower cheese sourdough discard donuts uh, with some Ooh, Jerusalem. <laughs> they were insane. Uh, Jerusalem artichokes all as well. I just kind of sneak them in for good measure. And then when they're in season, I go a little bit crazy. Um, I just don't stop telling my husband um, that they're in there because he just keeps on rolling his eyes every time I mention them. <laughs> I put them even in our son's first birthday cake. So I'm just taking it to, to a new level. Um, Next level. <laughs> yeah, that's it. You know, I make batches of bechamel, often with cauliflower and, of course, with the Jerusalem artichokes and then made even like a sourdough lasagna pizza and just, just doing whatever I can and fermenting vegetables. I've started doing that a lot more often lately just to use up just the vegetables that before they, they reach the end of their life. So yeah. it's a good way. So it sounds like you get quite creative about opening the fridge or the cupboard and seeing what's there and, and sort of having a think about what you can actually create with that rather than I'm going to go and buy this stuff to make this. Yeah, I think that lockdown is, um, or, you know, staying at home, it's, it's it kind of sets a new challenge. You go, okay, no, we are going to use what we have on hand and in the pantry and, and it just, it, it brings on this kind of different inspiration. It's actually been, you know, a really valuable creative process in that sense. So speaking of veggies, I know you've um, written a book called Three Veg and Meat, which was actually also made into a TV show, which was on Channel 10. So you've just given us some tips about veggies, but what are some of the best ways you found to make veggies more interesting, especially for kids who might not want to um, be eating them as much? Vegetables to me are the most interesting ingredients uh, we have on hand, you know, the colours, the variety, flavours and textures. Um, the idea of three veg and meat is making vegetables the star of the show and the meat becomes complementary, but you don't have to cut it out altogether. So you're still getting the benefits of the flavours that we love and the textures. Um, you can hide vegetables or turn them into the hero in different kinds of ways. You know, I dress them up as junk food favourites like corn dogs and put carrot instead of a sausage or like comfort food and um even in desserts like they go down well especially those that have a natural sweetness to begin with and so that helps mm-hmm. to cut down the amount of um sugars you add and yeah, I just so what like sort of veggies would that be you know parsnips and um pumpkin and carrots and Jerusalem artichokes <laughs> <laughs> really the best Do you get road to grow- do you have a veggie patch at home or have you got a, a balcony or anything where you're able to grow veggies or how do you, what do you do? Um, I grow what I can on the balcony, um, but in addition to uh, our weekly Molly Spoon box, I also get um, a box called Ubi, so out of our own backyard, which is a really fantastic, I get the little veg box, uh, affordable organic produce that's locally sourced and it details where it's grown and how far away. So very exciting. There's a new book out. It's with the 100 top rated recipes and it's called Step by Step with Marley Spoon. What can you tell us about it? It sounds amazing. First of all, it's 100 of our top rated recipes um, over the years, so old and new favourites. And it also gives you an opportunity to cook recipes that actually user tested 
and we know that they um, are winners through and through. Uh, but they also feature the six step shots like you would find on our recipe cards. So you can really use it as an instructional guide. Everyone's got their, their own favorites. There's so many of them in there. You know, there's a ever popular double cheese burger, which is from the vegetarian chapter uh, made with halloumi and a quick tomato and capsicum relish with sweet potato wedges. Uh, there's five chapters of our most popular categories. So we've got super fast, gluten-free, family-friendly, healthy and, and vegetarian. Um, I think overall there's a, you know, clearly an underlying theme. Uh, we found that people love all types of Asian cuisines, uh, you uh-huh. know, obviously given the proximity and a good kick of spice and flavour. So that's a big part of it, but we also celebrate a variety of global cuisines here at Marley Spoon. I think it's really nice that you've been able to include your community in putting this together because like you said, they're the top rated recipes that your customers have enjoyed over the years. And it's really nice to give back to them in, in that way. And it's, a, I think it sounds like a great gift for someone who, who maybe has moved into a new house or is just new to cooking, a great way to get started in the kitchen. Yeah, absolutely. You don't have to be a customer of Marley Spoon to enjoy this book and really get some really good use out of it. And do you have a personal favorite recipe in the book? Oh, um, I do like to go back to my... that's like asking you which is your favourite child. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) It's definitely no favourites yet. Um, So, uh, look, I really love um, my chilli pork ramen. It's just, it's one of those dishes I think that can be quite intimidating for people to to try and approach but it's you know it can be made in under 30 minutes and it's really easy and it's packed full of flavor and it's delicious and doesn't matter if it's a hot day or a a cool cool night it's definitely one for for my house. Well that sounds great Uh, you have made me very hungry so I think when we finish this interview I'm going to go and make myself some lunch. Um, (laughs) It's been great speaking with you thanks for telling us all about Marley Spoon and what inspires you in your food journey. Thank you very much, Lauren. It's been an absolute pleasure. So Lauren, what's for dinner tonight? I don't know. I thought you were cooking tonight, so you can make that decision. <laughs> well, you just spoke to Olivia. Surely you've got some inspiration from your chat. You know, she's big on veggies. Are we going to do something vegetarian? Not vegetarian tonight, but we always try and get in maximum veggies that we can alongside our protein. So yeah, a bit of, bit of chicken and veg tonight, I think. Sounds good. Keep it simple. Well, we hope you enjoyed that chat with Olivia, talking to interesting people about how they're adapting to new ways of doing things and helping you make the most of your home for family life and for work during these challenging times is what this show has been about this year. And we've been getting plenty of feedback about the show. Yes, a couple of messages I wanted to read to you. One from T. Durbridge, who left a review on Apple Podcasts saying that the show is an inspiration and that they're going to use some of your tips, Lauren, while decorating their new place. Oh, that's nice. That means a lot to me, actually, to hear people say things like that. Yeah, and Ari Gold has left a five-star review there as well, saying that they like the way that you take design seriously while explaining it in an accessible way, which is really nice. Fantastic. That's not the Ari Gold, is it, from Entourage? (laughs) (laughs) If it is, that's She's tuned in all the way from Hollywood. (laughs) Of course, if you like what you hear, you can rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts. It's great to hear what you think of the show, and it also helps other like-minded people to find us as well. And Lauren, uh, I've got to mention too, we've had messages from Jess in Newcastle, Pauline from the Sunshine Coast, and Kelly from Geelong. They've all got in touch to say how much they're enjoying the show. So thanks for that, and thanks for listening.
And if you have a question about interior design or you'd like me to advise on your next renovation or decorating project, hit me up on the socials or send me a message on the contact page at my website, which is laurenkeenan.com.au. Now, we've got some great guests coming up, including the boss of a new company that is changing the way that people buy paint. Really interesting. And in the next episode, we're going to talk about how important it is to support local businesses that have been affected by bushfires and now the economic impacts of the pandemic. We're a tourist town and like many towns up and down the coast of Australia, we rely on that tourist trade to get through the majority of the year. And so to see our friends' businesses empty in the time that they're usually making up you know that whole income for the year was really stressful and then on on top of that as well you know there's obviously been the drought had been going on for a long time before that as well so it was um look it was a really scary time so we're big supporters of regional towns and local businesses and the work that grace mcbride from spend with them is doing is really important more from grace on the next episode our big thanks to Erkin Urson for supporting our show for the last four episodes. Thanks, Thank you, Erkin. Erkin. <laughs> Let us know if you'd like to collaborate with us or sponsor the show. Just leave your details on the website and we'll be in touch. Yes, just hit us up on the contact page. Thanks so much for listening. It's been great to have your company. We'll catch you on the next episode of At Home with Lauren Keenan, your authority on home, lifestyle and interior design. 